0: Good morning everyone. Uh, Thank you for joining the JP2 Morning Crew. My name is Eddie Madueno, coming to you from the JP2 Radio Studio. Co-hosting with me today is Steve Splanskowski. Steve, my friend, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Eddie. Thank you so much for uh, being together this morning. What what an awesome opportunity. We're going to have a great conversation today.
0: Definitely, definitely. And it's always a blessing to be on there with you, Steve. So I'm, I'm always learning from you. So uh, so thank you for that. Um, so today we have the privilege of hosting Father John Ricardo. Uh, he's going to be talking to us about uh, a couple of things, uh, uh, a, a program that he has. Uh, so welcome, Father, to the uh, JP2 Morning Crew.
2: Thanks, Eddie. Steve, good to be with you, brothers.
0: Great. So, Father, would you mind uh, leading us in prayer as we begin?
2: I'd love to, yeah. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Father, we just thank you for the blessing that is this this day, the gift of life, the gift of faith, the gift of being alive right now in the midst of all that's happening in the world and in the church and our country. We just entrust this conversation to you. We ask that your Holy Spirit would guide it bless it, steer it, anoint it, may it be edifying and encouraging uh, for us and for all those that are joining us. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Father. So when I when I mentioned to my wife that we're going to be interviewing you for the uh, morning cruise show, uh, she was really excited. Uh, I think she wanted to actually be the one on air with you instead of me. Um, but but that couldn't happen and and so you know you're 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 very well known, but uh, with that in mind, can you still please tell our our uh, audience uh, a little bit more about yourself, your your um, ministry, your your nonprofits and and so forth?
2: Sure yeah i'm, I'm so I'm a priest of the archdiocese of detroit i'm twenty seven years ordained i'm fifty eight years old uh, was a pastor for fifteen years here in the archdiocese and then about Four, a little bit more than four years ago now, our Archbishop, Archbishop Vigneron, uh, was gracious enough to uh, release me from parish ministry to uh, create something that we've um, uh, prayerfully discerned is what God is asking us to do next. And so it's a it's a nonprofit organization called Acts 29. If you know the Bible, you know there is no 29th chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Um, the point is that the same Holy Spirit... Who is writing the early church history is writing present church history and you and I have a starring role. So it might be our, it might be the name of our apostle that we're all living the 29th chapter of Acts. And we do, um, we're, we're a small team. We're seven folks. Uh, I'm the only priest. We have six other laymen and women with us. And we do, we do four main things. We, we do media, we create, you know, we do a podcast, we do a weekly blog. We created a video experience Uh, We publish books. That's all intended to be uh, hopeful and encouraging in the midst of a culture which is so often anxious and discouraging. Um, We do retreats for clergy all around the country, so we've brought about 3,000 priests on retreat over the last four years. Um, We do what we call our leadership immersives, where we bring people to our campus here in Michigan for the better part of a week, and we would give to them all our work is free. We don't charge for anything we do, so we give to them what God has given to us. So we bring in cohorts of bishops or pastors and their teams, or superintendents and their teams, apostolates, like radio stations and their teams, and then we created something called the Rescue Project, which is maybe something we can talk about a little bit later.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, so uh, thank you for that, Father. Um, so. You have a book out uh, titled Rescued. Uh, it's interesting. It seems you have a, a forward by Father, uh, or, or Dr. Scott Hahn, I'm sorry. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about that book?
2: Yeah, so the book, what's called the Rescue Project, the video experience, and then Halo did a uh, an audio version of this too, are, are three different ways of coming at the same thing. And the same thing would be basically our conviction that most people have never heard the gospel. And so, before anything else can get done or should get done, the most urgent need in the church, we would say right now, is a is a compelling and attractive proclamation of the gospel, and by the core content of the gospel, the small G, um, what the church would technically call the kerygma. So, John Paul II. It's JP2 Catholic Radio, so worth quoting John Paul a couple minutes in. So John Paul once said in in a letter that he wrote on catechetics teaching, he says, the initial ardent proclamation of the gospel is supposed to be such that a person is gradually overwhelmed and then moved to entrust their entire life to Jesus in faith. Ask yourself, a question ask yourself if you went to church this sunday and the priest stood up after the gospel and says i'm not going to preach i just want to ask everybody two questions first question how many people here have been overwhelmed by the gospel how many hands do you think would go up because i don't think very many would go up second question how many people here have made a decision to surrender everything body time money career children sexuality everything Jesus in faith, and I think you'd be lucky to get five. And we would argue that's because most people haven't heard it. So the book, even more the video experience, uh, the hallow challenge, things like that are all intended to to, to really to do three things, to overwhelm someone with the power of the gospel, um, move them to surrender by the power of the Holy Spirit, and then third, mobilize them for mission.
1: You know, it's interesting, uh, Father Ricardo, as we talk about the book, it kind of broken into these questions why am I here? Where am I going? And, uh, and, and really, how do I get there? And it's, a, it's an interesting question, right? Why is there something rather than nothing, as you mentioned? So, starting with people saying, man, mankind from the beginning of time has been asking that question. You know why am I here? And I I love what you're saying there. Acts uh, Acts 29. It's it's again almost going back to apostolic times, right? Where we've been in Christendom for a long time. Now we're moving back into apostolic times and saying, okay, what did the apostles experience? They had to go out and share their personal experience with this very personal God, Jesus Christ, and say, this is what we learned about Him. So how do how do we uh, as someone listening out there right now saying, well? You know, I've been a Catholic my entire life, but it might be hard for me to connect with people who are going back to that first experience. What's some advice for, for our listeners to say, okay, here's where you have to place yourself. Here's how you can meet people asking that question, why am I here?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. So you speak my language, first of all, because we're all over Christendom and Apostolic and just trying to help everybody understand, you know, we've, we're going through a time change. You know, so for those who aren't familiar with those terms, it's it's worth Satan stating briefly, you know, so a Christendom culture is more or less a culture that's been shaped by Christianity, even if it doesn't know it. So politics and entertainment and art and architecture, they're they're imbued with kind of like a, a Christian worldview. And an apostolic time is more when the the worldview is somewhat between ignorant and hostile to Christianity. And that's that's where we are right now. Um so we're not in a, in a totally apostolic time, but we're certainly not in a Christendom era any, either. So I think, you know, to the, to the specific question, I'd say a couple things. One would be, we're always, we're always, we always should be, anyway, praying for people either to ask us questions or to create opportunity to ask questions. Because the moment you ask me a question, I know you're interested. If I just start talking to you, you may or may not be interested. Or to to capitalize on an experience. So I, I think Catholics, in a particular way, were not maybe as good as some of our evangelical brothers and sisters at doing this. So you might come to me at work and you might say something like, hey, my uh, my aunt is sick. And I might say, well, I'll pray for her which is a great thing. But what if I was to say, well, would you mind if I prayed for her with you right now? And hopefully you would say something like, well, why would you do that? And then that gives me, now you've asked me a question. Now I can tell you why, you know, or um, somebody might come to us, you know, you might be getting a cup of coffee at the office and somebody might just start venting about uh, what's going on in the country or in the world or wherever. And so you're looking for an opportunity to share the gospel, and you might respond with something like, you know, I used to get really, really anxious and really uh, discouraged by what I read too, but I don't anymore. And if you'd ever like to know why, I'd love to tell you. And so you just leave it hanging there, right? And, and hopefully you'll say something like, well, I'd love to know. And and then that gives me an opportunity to share. And the way I do that is um, is just to say to people, you know, every, everybody sees reality through lenses. Everybody has a worldview. Can I just offer you mine? Can I can I tell you how I see the world? And then that gives an opportunity to preach the gospel. And the way that the way that we do it is by asking these four crucial questions, which really become four simple words: created, captured. Rescued in response and it's extraordinary what happens because the, here's the great news in all this. It's not up to me. Like, I don't have to be convinced you know I should know what I'm talking about. but St. Paul says in Romans 1:16 that the gospel is power. The gospel's power, not the herald. The message is power. The events that it describes are power. The proclamation is power. It's explosive news not me. I don't have to be powerful. I just have to know the story and tell the story and then let the Holy Spirit do the work. And I think that's the part that we can often forget.
0: Yeah, I I love that, Father. That that really speaks to me. I I think uh, we have to be paying attention to people so that when they offer that opportunity you know, we're ready to respond with something that may open up an opportunity to discuss the gospel with them. So, if you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to the JP2 Morning Crew on the JP2 Catholic Radio Network. We're in studio this uh, morning with Father John Ricardo. Uh, Father John is a uh, missionary, priest, and the architect of the Rescue Project. Uh, Father John can actually be heard on JP2 uh, Radio uh, on our network uh, weekdays at uh, 5 a.m. And, and 9 a.m. So, please. Please catch them on our on our station. Uh, so, Father, can you tell us about your latest work, the rescue project? Um, and, and is also, does it is it meant to put the ideas of rescued into action?
2: Yeah. So, the, so first of all, people can find it at uh, rescueproject.us. So it it's um, it's a nine part video experience which is kind of an expanded version of the book, if you will. It's um, it, it's done in such a way, so it's it's preaching uh, with motion graphics and whatnot overlaid over it. So it's nine talks, ideally done over the course of eight weeks in a small group. But you could go binge watch it if you want. You can't sleep, hit rescueproject.us, I'll put you to bed. So um, it's, uh, it, it's, again, flowing from this conviction that people haven't heard the gospel and we want to share it more than anything else right now. We need to know the story. And so this is the way the Lord's led us to preach the story. It's, um, it's entirely free on that website is both the English as well as the Spanish version. So it's both translated and dubbed into Spanish right now. We're working on some other languages as well. There's also uh, companion resources that people can, you know, access for free uh, as PDFs or, uh, or they can order. Um, there's some equipping videos. Anything anybody needs to run this. And, and what it is, it's intended for, I would say, anybody who's in junior high or older, no matter whether they go to church or they don't go to church. Um, we're running it right now. We launched it a year ago. We have people running it in every state in the country, and I think in 30 different countries. Um, it's running in parishes. It's running in homes. It's running in schools. It's running in seminaries. It's running on college campuses. Um, and it's—we we think it's what you know. Nothing, nothing's for everybody. You know, some people are going to hear me and they're going to immediately turn me off. Other people are going to hear me and want to listen all day long. That's fine. But we think it's what has to come first before we can do some of the heavy lifting that needs to happen in the culture with regards to things like. Morality and 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 other profound you know important topics until we've heard the gospel. There's no soil for anything to get planted in, right? And so we want to lead somebody to come to to know who's God. Why do you make the world? Why is it so messed up? What's He done about it? If anything, if He's done anything about it, how how should we respond? so those are the things that we uh, that we break in and break into. It, it's I I think it's my favorite audience for it uh, is college campuses because on a college campus you're seeing people um, begin to have an encounter with Jesus and at the same time begin to awaken to uh, those gifts that God has given them, those interests, those special abilities. And they're not jaded yet, you know, like guys guys like we can often get. um, They're not cynical. They think they can still change the world, and they can. And so to meld those two things together, they've had an encounter with Jesus, and now they realize, hey, Jesus has destined me to be alive right now in human history. Like, that's not an accident. And he's given me very particular gifts, and he wants to use me to continue his work of recreation, which he began on Easter Sunday until he comes back and he makes it all gloriously new. So that audience is 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 our favorite to preach it to, but again it 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 works for anybody in uh in any context. And it's ideally I see uh we get these little comments on our screens here as we're talking someone uh Raul just wants to know can it be run in a home? So I was a pastor for 15 years and we did an awful lot of evangelization in the parish but i think the home is the place to do evangelization there's so many people especially post covid who they're not in church and and they're not going back to church and for a lot of different reasons but if you invite him Eddie to your house or Steve and you if, I, if you invite him to your house and you say hey i'm just going to do this uh, series over the next eight weeks i'm going to make dinner we're going to have some conversation we're going to watch a movie you want to come They'll probably come. And I think that's the best way to do evangelization right now. And then you get them back to church, maybe, right?
1: Absolutely. And actually, Father, that's uh, I'm pretty excited about this because I have your book right here. And uh, we're going to do your program uh, with a group of adults, uh, married couples uh, that we meet with once a month and also you know, with our family at home. So I'm very excited about uh, this, this program that you have. And, and I, I want to ask the question. Obviously, as you mentioned earlier, we want to be available and, and ready for someone who sends the Holy Spirit to us. Um, and, and, and having that thought in our mind, uh, what is the Holy Spirit asking me to say to this person right now? Basically, that says, "Why has the Holy Spirit sent this person to me?" It makes you think of Saint Paul and Ananias, right? He prepared both sides for an encounter, and and they encounter each other, and they, oh, the Lord set this encounter up. And of course, that's happening to us all the time. How did the Lord, uh, Father John, uh, re- really prepare you for this encounter where this is what the Lord's asking me to set up? Was there something that the Lord put on your heart or an experience that you had that that you said, I need to do this, this rescue program?
2: Yeah, I think in, there's probably two answers to that. One is just my experience as a pastor in parish life, which, you know, I, it— We hear expressions, some of these might be common to some of us, but it's often said that Catholics are more often than not uh, sacramentalized but not evangelized. And I think that's true. You know, it's um, many of us kind of grew up Catholic, and it's just something that we were. But most of us, uh, unless we were fortunate to grow up in a, a family like I did, we probably didn't have a a really significant encounter with Jesus and then with the Father and with the Spirit. And yet there was a hunger for that. You know, I think it's Jeff Cavins who says, you want to see the real miracle at Mass on a Sunday? Here's the miracle. you got a ton of people who are there who, they don't know Jesus, they don't know the Bible, they don't believe in the real presence, and they're there. Like, that's a miracle, right? And I think he's spot on. Um, I don't think that's that far off from most Catholic parishes, quite honestly so part of it's a pastoral experience and then maybe six years ago or so i came across a book that bishop Barron had recommended and the book's called uh, the crucifixion understanding the death of jesus christ so i have a really strong passion or a devotion to the passion so i ordered the book it came it's like 700 pages i love to read so great this would be a good latin book from the first paragraph i am absolutely hooked and i turn over the book i'm like who is this guy i've never heard of fleming rutledge well fleming rutledge isn't a guy it's an 81 two-year-old retired woman anglican priest now you guys don't know me but if you had known me in the seminary and i was to tell you that my favorite author was going to be a woman anglican priest i would have told you you're out of your mind but this woman can preach And it's one of the most extraordinary books I've ever read in my life. And it's very grounded in the fathers of the church. And she and I have become um, email pals. And obviously there's some things that we might disagree with. But the point of this is I read this book and I thought, this is changing my life. I have to find a way to share this with others. And most people I know are not gonna read an 800 page book. So it's not going to do them any good to hand them the book. So I got to find a way to make this my own and share it with people. So a lot of it is from that as well.
1: Father John, I love what you share about the story, too, is that truth can be found in places where we may not expect it. And that's the great opportunity in this rescue conversation where you can say to them, let me let me help you look through my lenses. But also, yeah. what are you seeing through your lenses, so that it can yeah. help you pick out the truth?
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: So, Father, what would you say uh, to those listeners right now that that feel that that call to start a small group in their communities, but there's that that feeling of, but I'm not qualified. You know, I, I'm just I'm just a lay person, which is I'm sure this is what's directed for, but. I I would love to start a group but but why me?
2: Yeah, nobody's qualified. Exactly. I'm not qualified. I mean Paul says in you know to the church in Corinth, who of us is qualified for this? Like nobody's qualified for this. The fact that God allows his word to get sp- spoken by a broken, selfish, sinful man like me is earth-shattering to me. Um so we don't have to worry about that. That's the beauty, right? I mean, we're not Obviously, we want to, we want our lives to continue to grow in conformity to Jesus, but we're not doing this because we're the experts. We're doing this because we have a passion for the Lord, and we have a passion for others, and we want those two people to meet each other. That's all you need. Long as you got that, you got enough.
0: And can you remind us again where we can go to find the book and the resources you mentioned?
2: Sure. So you can go to two places. So the, the Rescue Project is most easily found at rescueproject.us. And that'll take you immediately to the videos, both in English and in Spanish. Um, if you got an iOS device, an Apple device, you can just look on the App Store and look up Acts 29 A-C-T-S-X-X-I-X. So it's written in Roman numerals. Uh, and that'll take you to our, our app. And there's a streaming channel there that you can access as well. Uh, or you can go to our website, which is acts 29org A-C-T-S dot org. And then you can A-C-T-S-X-X-I-X dot org. You can find the videos. You can find a little bit more about our work. You can find the books that we do and uh, stay in touch with us in any way that we can walk alongside you or help you. We'd, we'd love to come alongside and help you. And, and
0: Father, you mentioned ideally it'd be an eight-week program. Would that be once a week and then approximately how long per meeting?
2: Yeah. So the best way to do this, so here's what, here's what happened to me. So we used to use the alpha program a lot when I was in the parish, which uh, we found tremendous fruit with. And I did it mainly because I wanted people to have like the vertical encounter with Jesus. What I grossly underestimated was the horizontal encounter with each other. And this was back in the, Early two thousand tens. That that dimension is only more necessary now. I mean, we're 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 living so isolated um, from one another, unfortunately. I mean, COVID just really had a massive impact on us. But there's such a tremendous crisis of friendship and and community, and so the idea behind uh, how to best run the rescue project. Is in a small group so that we can both have the encounter with the Lord and get to know each other more deeply. The content is, I get very um, vulnerable, vulnerable about my own life, and it it just lends itself to some really deep conversations pretty quickly. And our experiences—that's what people are, are are really longing for. Like I want to, I want to be known, and and I want to be loved for who I am. So um, you want to set aside about two hours or so. The talks are about, on average, maybe 40 minutes on video. But you want to have a meal ahead of time because the meal is the ultimate icebreaker. I mean, it's not for nothing that God becomes a man in a culture where it takes three hours to eat a meal. Meals, you know, as Americans, we tend to see food a little too functionally. So the meal's a really significant part. So ideally, it's a meal, watch the talk, have conversation afterwards. And it's, it's eight weeks, even though there's nine talks, because one of the weeks, there's actually a little retreat, and two of the talks are done together. So you want to have like the better part of a morning, ideally, if you can, maybe a Saturday morning, a couple of talks, opportunity to ask the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do and to convince me of this. And then to pray for the grace to surrender.
0: Perfect, you know. So sadly, Father, this is one of the quickest half hours I've experienced in quite some time. Uh, but we really want to thank you for a great show. Uh, and I do want to announce to our listeners, if you haven't heard, uh, some great news is that uh, Father John Ricardo was scheduled to be our honored speaker at our annual JP Two Catholic Radio benefit dinner, which is going to be held at St. Mary's Parish Center in El Central on friday november 17th tickets are available online at jp2radio.com also you can hear father uh, ricardo again on our podcast at jp2radio.com at our website uh so father uh thank you very much for joining us and, and god bless you and i'm really excited to uh to see you in november
2: looking forward to it thanks brothers thank you